My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be good all time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. This program is sponsored by TC Sports on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our final hour as we go up to uh, 3 o'clock. It's always fun when uh, John Arguello uh, comes out from under his shell and decides it's baseball season and he wants to do our show. He comes to us, of course, on the Draft House 50 hotline. John Arguello from the Cubs Den. Johnny, hello, pal. How are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. How are you? We're doing terrific. Uh, Let's start with, uh, what, a week away from getting this thing underway. Where are you right now? Are you sold lock, stock, and barrel on this team again all the way to the World Series? You know, it's really hard not to be. Um, you know, we were just doing our, our predictions on our blog, which should be out later today, and, and that was one of the questions last year, and, and uh, a couple of us said yes, and, and, and this year you know, there's a lot more people thinking they can do it again this year. It's, uh, everybody's coming back. They're not even at their peak years yet, so there's still room to grow. The pitchers are veterans, but they're not, you know, other than maybe lackey, they're not so old that you you gotta you gotta worry about that. I always think of Lester as younger than what he is, just because of his easy pitching style. I think he's going to have a long career, so I don't I don't think of him as as that much older. But uh, they, they're pretty much intact, and um, you know, barring disaster, it's really hard to it's going to be really hard to knock them off, even for. Uh, some of the improved teams of the National League. But, John, they're in 14th place in the Cactus League right now. (laughs) (laughs) You you haven't heard any of that yet in the comics session, have you? No, no, our readers are usually pretty good about that kind of stuff. (laughs) But you do hear it around a lot in social media. There's always always panic. There's there's the reverse, right? There's also, um, you know, they're losing in spring training, and then there's also stuff like, well, Ian Happ, he's got to make the team somehow now. Well, you know, he doesn't. They don't have room for him, and, yeah, and it's great yeah. that he's having a great spring, but, you know, the Cubs are an established team. Nobody's going to win a job out of spring training like that. Well, you mentioned Happ, and uh, he's been incredible. He's a, a big-time prospect, the next in a long line that the Cubs have been able to build here over the last five years. You know, is uh, is there a group of prospects that, if the right deal would come along, if they're looking to add something, be it you know a top-end starter we've heard for a long time, they're looking for a starting pitcher that they would control for a number of years, something like that, would Hap be a guy that is involved in that mix, or is he another one of the uh, latest in the line of untouchables for the Cubs from an office? Hey, I think if they could get the pitcher, they, they would very well deal him. If they get the kind of guy they want, if they got a a young guy with cost control and um, some potential to be at the top of the, the staff, someone like a like a Chris Archer, then I then I think they do. Um, and, and it's only because they're so deep they can afford to make those trades. And right now, it's second. They have Zobrist, uh, who signed for another couple of years, and they also have um, Javi Baez ready to take over. So 
it's, uh, you know, they're set at second. I know that Hap can also play the outfield. He has some versatility. He's a switch hitter, so um, they'd be fine keeping him. But if they can get something of greater need, then, yeah, then they uh, they definitely have to consider that. We're having a conversation, John Arguello, the Cubs Den. Uh, always good stuff on the web. John, I'm just real curious, uh, and because some a lot of some of these guys played uh, in the World Baseball Classic, your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic and the way it ended out? You know, that was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was kind of a chance to see uh, every like these players who come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and kind of get to see their style of play. And it was a little more fun. We, we, I mean, everybody, a lot of people love the Puerto Rican style of play. There's, they played with a lot of flair, and it made it fun. I, I like those kind of things. I think you have to bring fun into the game sometimes. And, uh, you know, the hobby bias where he's pointing yep. before the ball even gets there, yep. uh, that's just incredible. And, um, and, and I mean, But it's not just that flair. I mean, just the, the, the defense that uh, Correa and Lindor and Bias provided uh, – on the infield there is just it's it's hard to match for any major league team so matt scherzer's a guy that has some position flexibility there's a report out there though that uh they are looking to move scherzer what's the latest you've heard about that uh looking for a spot just even on a 40-man roster incredibly difficult and and if they do make a move here i mean what what kind of return are you looking at for a bit piece in a guy like scherzer um yeah, Caesar is a is a tough a tough guy because it's it's hard to find a role for him to play as an outfielder because you have you already have two center fielders in Elmora and Jay, mm-hmm. so his value as a backup center fielder is diminished. Um, you have Schwarber coming back, mm-hmm. you have Hayward uh, who doesn't need a defensive replacement, and then you got Zobris and Bryant who can play the outfield when needed, uh, and even Javi probably could if if you asked him to. But so there really isn't a, a huge need for that fifth outfielder on this team, and it's a tough fit for him. What makes him a good fit, though, is he's such a good teammate, and um, and, and he's a guy you can carry as your 25th man. He'll know his role. He knows uh, you know, he's only going to play once in a while, and, and, and he'll be ready to play. That said, there's a part of me that really wants to see him get a chance to have a more regular role, and I, there are a lot of teams interested. I know the Braves are one of them, um, because he could play well on occasion, and, and he could play center field and hit the ball a little bit. You can get some starts out there, and I, I think he deserves that chance. And, and, and the fact that he doesn't have any options makes it difficult for the Cubs to be flexible with their roster because they can't ever send him down without putting through waivers, and, of course, they would lose him if he did that. Okay, two things out of spring training. I was very anxious for you to come on. One, will Schwarber be any better in the outfield defensively? And two, with Hayward's new swing, will he hit the ball any better? Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I think Schwarber's going to surprise us on defense. He's not going to be a gold glover, but I think he's going to catch what he gets to. Okay. And he looks like he's moving well out there. Um, you know, the arm is good enough for left field. I don't know. I, I could see him being something maybe slightly below average, uh, maybe a fringe average left fielder. And if you can get that, then I think you're happy because, for one, you've got uh, John J. or Elmora to come in late, um, and plus you have J. or Elmora in center, both of whom are very good on defense, especially Elmora and Hayward and Wright. So you've got the outfield kind of covered. I, I think if they can get a fringe average defensive year from him, 
I think they'd be thrilled considering the offense he brings. And as far as Hayward, you know, it's it's a difficult thing to kind of retool your memory a little bit. That that muscle memory that he had, uh, it's kind of hard to undo. And, and he's been taking a lot of reps. He's been here early. He moved here to Arizona, so he's been trying to get it to the point where it's natural for him. And I don't think it's there yet. And I don't know how soon that's going to happen. Um, but I expect some ups and downs from him. I think there are times where he's going to revert to some old habits. There are times where it's going to start clicking. And hopefully what you hope for as the year progresses is those periods where it's clicking get longer and the, and those periods where he's out of rhythm uh, and reverting get shorter. And so you get more consistent play. I think by the end of the year he'll be a better hitter. I'm going to say he'll be like a league average hitter, um, which I think we would welcome considering his defense and his base running and everything else he brings to the table. Um, but I think by the end of the year, we'll, we'll see a league average hitter, which will be a great plus. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kyle Schwarber the other day gets uh, his first action behind the dish, a new catching style along with it, going with the old school Tony Pena there, yeah. uh, trying to uh, maybe alleviate some of the stress that happens in the lower body as a catcher. Uh, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about maybe five games throughout the season, only emergency role what do you think it breaks down with Wilson Contreras and, of course, Miguel Cabrera backing him up? If you can, break down the number of games started at that catcher position, assuming everybody's healthy throughout the year. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it was if it was more than 20. I, you know, if I put a number on it, maybe I'll say, if I'm going to be optimistic, I'll say 15. Um, but I think even that might be optimistic, you know. <laughs> so I think that's kind of the cap end of it. You know, your number of five, I don't know, maybe we'll split the difference. Maybe we'll say he catches... Uh, and even 10 games or so. And, or maybe, you know, he comes in once in a while for a couple of innings. Uh, but as far as starts, maybe we'll call it 10. And, mm-hmm. and then he'll come in mm-hmm. every once in a while and, and fill in maybe with a big lead just to get some work in. Uh, maybe not play the whole game, just kind of work him in slowly. I think they want to they wanna keep that option open to them because it's just another way to get him and some of that depth into the lineup. Um, it's not just about Schwarber, but it's about maybe getting a place, uh, another time for Javi Baez to come in and play uh, because, um, you know, you can you can move uh, Contreras out, you can move Zobras to left, you can move Baez to, uh, to second on some games. So it's just a way of kind of rotating and, and keeping players fresh and keeping them versatile and flexible, which is, uh, which is a big key to what they were doing last year. You know, you, you look at the catcher position, and we heard uh, – Back during the winter, maybe Miguel Montero wasn't exactly happy with his place. Would that be maybe one of the few concerns with all these guys and just trying to find them at bats? Maybe some unhappiness this year? I think it was, what, Pat Riley that talked about the uh, the issue of more. Everybody mm-hmm. wanting more, more after you win that first yep. championship. Could that be maybe one of the few concerns you have about this year's Cubs team? Yeah, I mean, I... I, I I think that can always be a problem, especially when you have young guys trying to make a, a career. I, I don't worry about Montero so much. I think Montero's biggest thing is, I mean, when you're around the ballpark, the one thing you know, the one thing you realize about Montero is he loves to talk. He's always talking baseball. And I think what he really just wants is to be kept in the loop. He doesn't like to be, you know, all of a sudden sitting on the bench without knowing why. I think if you talk to him and explain it to him, I think he's okay with it. But at the same time, you know, what What happens if Javi Baez starts playing like an all-star, yet there's no starting position for him? Um, 
you know, Wilson Contreras, I know that he's not going to play as much as an everyday catcher. I know they want to move uh, Montero in as possible. But, you know, what if he starts being like the next Yachty or Molina or whoever he might be and he deserves to play every day? So that's always a potential issue. But I think the Cubs have created a culture here. And as long as they keep winning, mm-hmm. I think they're okay with, just kind of rotating in and out because I think they see that bigger picture. They've tried to build this team that's, uh, uh, this culture that's oriented around the team rather than the individual. And these are the kind of players they've been drafting. These are the kind of players they've been picking up in free agency or trading for. Um, so that's the environment that they have. And I think that it will be fine. I, I think the real test will come if, if the Cubs go into a tailspin at some point. Um, and you know, one guy thinks maybe you should play more. But I don't know. I, I don't. I, for one, I don't see them going to do a tailspin. Um, and, and for two, I think it's just too early for those kind of problems to uh, start to set in. I, I think that that kind of frustration takes time, and I don't think that'll happen this year or, or any time in the near future. But it, it's a possibility, maybe in the next you know couple of years. John Arguello is our guest, the Cubs Den on the Draft House 50 hotline. John, is there anybody, I don't think anybody in the Central, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, they're not really going to challenge the Cubs. Is it going to be, once again, wait until we get to the baseball playoffs? Yeah, I think there's going to be that sense, you know, it, um, because the regular season all of a sudden is, uh, I, I don't, I don't want you know I don't want to go to the point where you know where fans are taking it for granted mm-hmm. because it's a long season and a lot of things can happen and Pittsburgh's a good young team um, that has still has good young players but they had some misfortune last year with with injuries I I, I think they're more dangerous than the Cardinals the Milwaukee Brewers are an up and coming team that you know may not be there early on but I could see them starting to come on late in the year and and, and kind of establish themselves as maybe a a future contender in that division. So I think they should win the division. It, I think they probably can win it by double digits as far as uh, how many games. But, um, you know, a lot of things can happen in baseball. There's injuries. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's a team that's a lot of talent, and if it comes together, um, they can win. You know, it's just what, they're two years removed from winning, what, 98 games. So it's... Um, uh, they're they're not to be taken lightly, and they've got some good young pitchers, some good young uh, outfielders uh, on that team. John Arguello from the Cubs Den with us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. John, uh, let's take a look at the bullpen here. New closer on the back end with Wade Davis making his way over from the Royals, and he has had a rough spring training. Got to put the caveat in there: incredibly small sample size, but the ERA north of eighteen right now. Doesn't sound like Madden is too uh, concerned about it. Any concerns on your end with Wade Davis? No, no, because he's throwing well. I, you know, it's at the point where I get concerned is all of a sudden the guys may be throwing, you know, three, four ticks slower than they're used to, mm-hmm. or the command is so off uh, that you start to wonder if there's something underlying there. And that doesn't seem to be the case. It's, you know, we, we kind of saw the same thing with Hector Rodeau last year. I think he had like a 12 ERA or something. Uh, in the spring, and then he came out and he was lights out, lights out for pretty much until he got hurt uh, late in the season, and then things kind of fell apart for him late in the year when he just wasn't quite healthy. But um, you know, maybe it's something with closures. It's you know they thrive on that adrenaline, and uh, Madden has said that Davis always has a bad spring, and maybe there's just something about where they got to be in that situation. They got to be 
uh, pumped up, and, and it's really hard to do that in the spring. You just can't simulate it. And um, I, I think once the season starts, I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty good bullpen. They've got not just Davis, but they've got hopefully Rondeau coming back healthy, and, and Strope's going to be healthy for sure. And you know, they extended him for another year. They obviously like him a lot. They've got up-and-comers like Justin Grimm and, and Carl Edwards. So, and they mixed some veterans in there. Yuhara is one uh, who might yeah. be a, a nice niche reliever for them. So, um, and Montgomery's going to be there for a year. It's, I think it's going to be a, maybe a, a, the strongest bullpen they've had since Epstein has been here. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, and, you I know, agree. after last year they bring in Chapman, but overall that bullpen was kind of the weak link for much of the season last year, and it looks to be set up very well this season. Well, John, I got one more for you here. Uh, you're down in Arizona. You uh, have seen that team, and you cover them all the time, watching Fall League and throughout the winter and things like that. But we knew the build-up to this year was going to be incredible down there. Ticket prices skyrocketing. I talked to a couple of friends that went down to Arizona. They were priced out of tickets. They, mm-hmm. they said they planned yeah. on going to three or four games. They only went to one because of that. So uh, with all the build-up and all the hoopla surrounding it, uh, just how crazy was spring training with the Cubs this year? It was crazy this year, but I have to say that it was it was about as crazy last year. And yeah. I've, I've kind of described it as a different feel. Last year there was this air of anticipation of a team that went to the NLCS, um, overperformed, won 97 games very young, then picked up a few big-name free agents, and there was that curiosity about this team. Not that just that the young players were, were developing, but they now they were adding veterans to the mix. This year it was... As, as many people, even on the backfields, which is usually just me and a couple of other people and a bunch of scouts and coaches, you know, now it's like there's a lot of fans back there. And I think a lot of it, the people, this year's different. It's, it's a more relaxed vibe. They really want to appreciate uh, what they got uh, last year. They really want to kind of welcome these guys in and, and, and just kind of sort of celebrate them just by going out there and, and just watching them play and, and maybe be a little bit more relaxed about it, like yes, we got this out of the way, and it's more of a maybe more of a thank you than, mm-hmm. than something else. Uh, and people just want to see these guys again. Um, and it's a different vibe, but it's still crowded. Probably even more crowded than last year, but a different vibe. In Phoenix, they're the overwhelming draw, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Giants, A's, nobody. See it, nobody. Yeah. Nobody's even close to even drawing what they draw. <laughs> no, no. There's, I mean, out here, there is. I mean, nobody draws like the Cubs do. I mean, you know, the Giants draw pretty well. They draw pretty well on the road. Uh, anytime the Dodgers come here, it's it's a huge draw as well. So there are some, especially since those teams aren't that far away. Um, and of course, Arizona because it's a local team. But it's it's just the Cubs are different. The Cubs are. Uh, it feels like. They are the kings of spring training for whatever reason, even when they were bad. Good stuff, John. It's uh, always good talking with you. Enjoy it as we get things started. Sunday night baseball and uh, the triple header of baseball. They started that last year with the three games on Sunday, and the nightcap will be the Cubs and the Cardinals on Sunday night. Enjoy it. We'll be talking again soon. All right. Thanks, Trent. See you, See you John. There you go. That's uh, John Arguello, Cubs Den, on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway. West Des Moines. So do you like the triple header? You know, for, what, probably the last decade, it was just Sunday Night Baseball kicked it off. Correct. 
before that, going way back in the day, it was yes. always the Reds That's playing it. that first game. That at, was, what, it, at, was it 1105 Central or Eastern? Uh, I think it was 1105 Central. I thought it was a noon pitch. Noon for noon, them, 11 noon, for us. Noon, noon pitch in the yeah. East, yes. So we don't get that anymore. No, there, there's been years where they start on the road and didn't even have that. Yeah. But uh, I kind of do miss that. That tradition? Yeah. I, I like the traditional things like that. But it's also Cincinnati. Cincinnati in the beginning of April is not always the uh, most beautiful place to be. That That is correct. <laughs> I mean, look at here right now, the yeah. lousy weather we've had. So, no, that can happen. Look, I... I think the those long-standing baseball traditions are pretty much gone. Yeah, they really are. I think uh, with the advent of the internet, I think it's changed everything. With the different uh, television sports channels across the country, has changed everything. TV viewing has changed everything, and now with your phone or your tablet, that's changed everything as well. So game one on Sunday, it'll be the Yankees at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Then at 3 o'clock, it'll be San Francisco at Arizona, Bumgarner against Grinke. I Pretty like, good I like that, yeah. And then 7.35, the Cubs and the Cardinals from down in St. Louis. Another thing, I don't know, I was a little surprised. I thought that maybe they were going to go and uh, and put them at home, You know, get their rings, go through the ceremony uh, like through, the NBA does. Yes, uh-huh, yep. Didn't get that, though. No, they didn't. Hmm. See, that's another thing I think the NBA probably does better. Yeah. You know, they honor the they honor the champion. But baseball, it goes, it goes back to so many things now are a thing of the past for Major League Baseball. Right. So, you know, they'll, they'll eventually have their home opener at Wrigley, and they'll give them their rings. Right. But... But they're already going to be, what, on the road for, do you have the uh, schedule there by chance, how many games? Yeah, they go, well, they got the three with the Cardinals. Three, three, yeah. And you got the days off. Always the beginning of the season, they put those extra they, days off that, yes. because of rain. Yes. Because of snow so, sometimes. So, yes, that too. But uh, the home opener will be on April 10th, Monday, April 10th, with the Dodgers coming to town. Okay. How's that for a That's pretty good. That's a good one right there. I like that. Yeah. Now, that'll be that'll be a nutty night, not not just to honor the team and get their rings, but just with L.A. in town. Mm-hmm. It would be even better if you know who's pitching. That's a little ways away. I know. And but Again, with rain if, and everything else. If that, if that lefty's going for the Dodgers, man, I'm dialed into that one. Well, it'll be game, as long as the uh, schedule holds, it'll be game seven for both teams, so probably not. Yeah. You're looking at number two or number three, three starters. Three starters, yeah. In that one. Oh, that's too bad. All right, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll come right back. Jimmy B and TC right here, the Big Talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You, soon. you can learn to DIY just about anything. Today I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself in a court of law. It's important to wear a fancy suit. That way, if they ask for evidence, you can point to it and say, Exhibit A. After all, some things are better left to the pros, like buying a home. Because without an expert to guide you, you could be headed for trouble. If you're backed into a corner, throw out a few objections. Works every time. So DIY yourself a favor and get Realtor. Head to Realtor.com slash Get Realtor today. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It feels great to be invited, and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at Billion Buick GMC. Whether you're shopping for a new Buick, GMC, or certified pre-owned, you deserve nothing less. Our knowledgeable, friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the VIP experience. We are professional great and always have a large, competitively priced inventory here for your convenience. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clyde or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter-pound double stack as an option in the 4 for 4 for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, howler monkeys should not be able to be heard from three miles away. Here to comment, a howler monkey. Wow! That sounds like a really good deal! Indeed. That's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Anything else, howler monkey? I'm not allowed in libraries! At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local...
local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rate supply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hi, everybody. Welcome back in. We go till the top of the hour. Uh, Todd Haslip, NFL editor for Sporting News, will be our guest roughly in about 10 minutes or so. So we'll look forward to getting him on. Uh, Before we switch gears and go to the NFL, of course, the news here in town, Drake finally got their new basketball coach. And it is Furman's Nico Medved. And he shows up with, at least for Drake... Would you say those are impressive credentials for Drake? Mm, yeah. I mean, what 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 they need, a guy who can start at the bottom, which he did when he took the Paladins job, and then when he's leaving, they tied for first in their conference. Well, it's not a hire that's going to just sit there if you just hear the name. No, Nico you're Medved. Wow. Yeah. It's not that name. No, I get it. He's not a guy that's known around here. He's a guy that's been out... Coaching a firm. Mm-hmm. So, though he has some Midwest ties, he's not a guy that does that. But people are saying all the great things about him. Saw Steve Forbes today. He had something nice yep. to say about him. You know, all kinds of coaches. But I, I always laugh at these articles and, the, and these uh, quotes that always come out whenever anybody's hired. What did we hear four years ago with oh, Ray Giacoletti? David Kaplan, man. He was, oh, yeah. he was, he was telling us that Capoletti, uh, uh, Giacoletti was going to set the world on fire. I mean, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. It's going to be... All rainbows and sunshine oh, and, sure. and doggy kisses is what you're going to get. <laughs> doggy kisses. You're not going to hear a coach say, oh, that, that's an awful yeah, hire. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get that. So, Oh, you guys really blew it. <laughs> right, right. So I, I don't want to you know, go out there and, and take these quotes and say that it's an automatic home run, but I like it. Yeah. I like, I like the hire. I think this is one that certainly makes sense. They went younger. They went with a guy that has recruiting acumen. That is something that continually people talk about. When they bring up Medved as his ability to recruit, mm-hmm. that has been very good. And at a yep. place like Drake where you have handicaps in, in terms of academics. Correct. Where you have to have a certain number of guys. You have to have guys that are able just to get into school. I mean, they, they don't take shortcuts over on Forest Avenue. So you got that that you have to get over there. It comes down to can he find the right guys? And and will he be given the support? I, that might even be a bigger question I think, here. I think that's the key point. Is what they're going to do in terms of investment. We know they have the new practice facility over there. It's as good as most anybody in the MVC has. So you know that's a leg up. You're recruiting to a city. You can do that. You're recruiting to a good academic institution. There are plenty of positives here. But what we've seen over the last 40 years mm-hmm. has been pretty much ineptitude. On the basketball program, this isn't something where you know, they're a sleeping giant or anything like that. No, you they know, you, are not. You hear plenty of programs that are considered that. That is not a term that you hear often used with Drake basketball, sleeping giant. But with the right moves, with a couple of breaks, and you're always going to have to get that, it's there. And here's the other part. You know, for a program like Drake, it might be better if Wichita does leave. If you're just talking about no, them I know individually. Uh-huh. Is it good for the conference? Absolutely not. No. Is it good for your bottom line? No, it's not. 
but for them individually moving up. Mm-hmm. Because now you're talking about a lot more similar programs. You know, look at look at Bradley and the hard times that they've come upon Correct. here as of lately. I mean, you're you're looking at something that you can look at. If Evansville can win, and last year they were a buzzer beater from West Washburn away from being in the NCAA tournament. That's right. If you've been there, if you've been to Evansville, it's it's not a great stop. It's you know, it's not a beautiful stop across uh, recruiting grounds. That, that is trying right. to get kids there. It is a very small school. Mm-hmm. It is it's different. Maybe it's for some guys, and well, obviously they've been able to do it with with Marty as he's built that program up. But hey, if they can win games, you can certainly win games at Drake. And on the surface, I don't mind Medvedev. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar to what we got out of Giacoletti, except that he was an assistant when he came from Gonzaga. Right. Wasn't the head guy at that time. Been a head guy, but he was an assistant at Gonzaga at the time. He was a head coach at Utah, got off to a good start. Yes. And then things petered out. Right. There were plenty of reasons for that or excuses, whatever term you want to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, injuries were a big part of that, but yes. the the program fell on hard times as it went on. and. And should that have been a red flag to see any Hatfield club? Maybe. Maybe. But I uh, found it funny. Did you see the uh, Des Moines Register tweeted out their sports page? I saw that. From, uh, from when Giacoletti was hired. Yeah. And just looking at the other parts of the article and, I know. and how crazy things are yep. just four years di- later, uh, it, how different how things are. And, yep. and uh, what, what the conversation was at that point. But, yeah, I, I, on the surface, I got no problem with it. I'm I'm not going to sit here and denigrate the guy. Oh, no. I'm going to let it play out. What I'm going to warn people, though, about, take patience. This is a difficult job. Very, very difficult. And it's not like there's a bunch of young guys. Oh, just wait till this group of seniors. You know, This isn't like we talked about Iowa this no, year. No, 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 where he started four freshmen. Right. It's It's not like a full cover of youngsters. Yeah. This is a rebuild that is going to take a while. You have to exhibit patience. And you saw what Medved was able to do when he was given mm-hmm. patience at Furman. By year three, had him in the top half of the league. By year four, this past season, want to share the regular season title. Yeah, It's going to take that long to get Drake up and running. You're talking about staying away from the play-in round down at Arch Madness yes. next year. Do not set your expectations there. They're more than likely not going to be very good this year. What you hope is he's able to bring in some semblance of a recruiting class, mm-hmm. which is always difficult to do. This late in the process, hey, bring in two, three, four guys, and out of that group, if you can hit one, one, yeah, then you're all right because the the pickings become very slim here at the end. You also see a lot of kids will be released from their letter of intent yes. because of coaching changes. They will, and you're already seeing that happen at Indiana. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that, but what happens? And even when you come down to the mid major and low major level, is people will take shots at guys. Sure, I remember when oh, sure. when Todd Licklider was fired. Mm-hmm. And they had a four-player recruiting class. They were able to keep Roy Devin Marble, but they lost uh, the Larson kid from South Dakota. He ended up at Florida. Okay. He, out of before, you know, signing day his senior year, Florida wasn't looking at him. He was a top 125 recruit, but Florida wasn't after him, especially Florida at that time coming off the national championships. Right. And and the recruiting prowess That's, that they uh, had. Billy Donovan's teams. Yeah. Okay. And But Florida came a-knocking. Ben Brust. Didn't have a Wisconsin hour beforehand. Right. He did after the whole process went through. So that's what you see is a lot of times, hey, these guys are available. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. Some mid-major kid looks and he's looking around and, hey, Drake's interested and you get that. But also remember, a lot of teams are willing to take a shot in the spring period if they have an open scholarship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you miss on those guys as well.
it's funny too because now with what Jackaletti left and now Jeff Rudder. By the way, Jeff Rudder has come out and been nothing but first class. No surprise, and no surprise there. Uh, he has not stated if he will be part of the new regime. Do you think that'll be in the equation, or do you think it's better if Jeff Rudder goes elsewhere? <sighs> or does it does it really matter? Well. If you're getting a job, are you are you hiring the guy that was there? Probably I, not. I, I, yeah, I just don't think it makes sense. I mean, I, I hope for the best for Rudder. I think he's a great person. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm in that spot, as good of a person as Jeff Rudder is, I'm moving on. I'm building my staff. I'm not I'm not making a connection to a staff that didn't get the job done. Uh, I agree. It would be completely different if Drake had had success and Jacoletti had left to take another job or something sure. like that. Sure, that's different. This. No, no, no. Oh boy, it was. It was you're not tragic. going down that route. Yeah, you're bringing tragic. in your staff. You're bringing in your guys, and you're trying to break away from the previous regime. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, NFL editor for Sporting News, Tad Haslip, is going to be our guest. We're going to dive into the Raiders official now Las Vegas Raiders right here. At the Big Talker, seventeen hundred. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. In less than five short years, Montana Mike's has gone from a new restaurant in Des Moines to a local favorite. And recently, they've expanded with another location in Newton. Two great Montana Mike's locations, both with excellent food and service. The prices are fair, the portions generous, and the service exceptional. Stop by Montana Mike's for lunch. They've got six fast, fabulous lunches for only $6.99. Looking for a nice night out? Try Montana Mike's two for $22. That's two entrees and a shared appetizer for only $22. Of course, Montana Mike's is known for their seasonal specials like the applewood bacon sirloin the creamy cajun shrimp ribeye the chicken fried sirloin steak and the pecan crusted tilapia remember there are now two montana mike's locations just north of interstate 80 on highway 6 in newton and just north of i-3580 on northeast 14th street in des moines want to get half off at montana mike's check out this week's sweet deal fifty dollars worth of montana mike's certificates for only 25 dollars get it friday morning at nine at 1700kbgg.com Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or 27000 
whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody. It's our final segment. We are out of here at the top of the hour. But before we go, uh, time to talk some NFL, and rightfully so, on a very big day with the owners' meetings out in the desert. Uh, Tad Haslip, uh, NFL editor, Fording's Sporting News, easy for me to say, uh, is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Uh, like, like you just mentioned, just trying to keep up with what's all going out there out in the <laughs> desert. It's uh, been a little bit of a crazy day. It has been. Um, look, this was, I don't want to say it was a total foregone conclusion, but they were pretty sure they were going to get the votes, and it ended up 31-1. to 1. Yeah, yeah, it was it was as close to a foregone conclusion, I think, as you can get. Uh, Peter King of, of Sports Illustrated wrote a column this morning, as he does every Monday, and, and he had been talking to executives in Phoenix over the weekend, and, and he said that he could only find uh, one person who said that, that the owner of that team that this person represented was was going to vote against this, and that's actually what ended up happening. It was a 31-to-1 vote among the NFL owners, and, and really all they needed was the 24 to, to get the move approved. Uh, but we, can, we found out now that the one team was the Dolphins. It was Stephen Ross. He, he said he just felt an obligation to be committed to the cities that been committed to the league, and obviously he's speaking about Oakland. Uh, so that was his reasoning behind that. But, yeah, I mean, all the owners are behind this. They're making a bunch of money off of all the relocation fees. So, really, the only question moving forward now is, is the stadium situation. You know, when 2019 rolls around, when 
the stadium is expected to be finished in Las Vegas. You know, if it's not, where does the team play? What happens then? Uh, but for the next couple of years, you're going to get a, a little bit of an awkward situation with the team still playing in Oakland. And, and I've read that they will continue to be called the Oakland Raiders until they do indeed actually pack up the truck and move to Las Vegas. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic there with, with the local fans and the team for the next couple of years. But, yeah, like you said, this I think was expected. I think those fans should have been prepared for this almost inevitable scenario, and it happened today officially. 31 to 32 votes. You mentioned the Dolphins, the one team voting mm-hmm. against it. Did you hear any reason that uh, they decided not to go down that road, that Stephen Ross had the, the one black mark against the uh, Raiders making the right. to Vegas? Right. Well, he, he cited just loyalty to the cities that have been loyal to the league. Mm. Uh, and that's actually, I mean, it, it's very fair to feel bad for, for Oakland-based Raiders fans here because, you know, I, I, I actually believe Commissioner Roger Goodell and the league when they say, they didn't want to leave the Bay Area. It's a booming market. I, I want to say it's the fourth biggest market in the league, and and I, and I want to say Las Vegas is, is like the 40th biggest market. But anyway, it's it's a it's a big market drop off, and the league didn't necessarily want to leave that area, especially now that the 49ers are playing an hour south in Santa Clara. It's it's it kind of leaves a geographical gap there, if you will. And of course, you know the the Warriors will be moving across the Bay uh, into San Francisco too. So that's just another aspect of this, but. You know, it was just, you know, politics. They couldn't get the funding that the NFL wanted or needed for a stadium or that the Raiders needed uh, through Oakland. So, you know, and with Las Vegas, you have $750 million of public funding, which I think is the most public money ever going to a U.S. stadium. It's insane. They're doing it through a hotel tax, and obviously Las Vegas has the luxury of being able to do that. Um, so that, that was the Stephen Ross explanation. And it makes sense. I mean, that's that's the one thing about this whole thing that is kind of messed up. I mean, you know, the, the Oakland has been very, very loyal to the NFL, very loyal to the Raiders. Uh, it's been a very good city for that franchise, and uh, they just, you know, kind of got the short end of the stick on this one. You know, that's uh, it always amazes me when you're a city like that and you just like what we see in Washington, D.C. every day, they can't get out of their own way. Nobody can, right. nobody can work with anybody else to make something uh, come to fruition. It's, it's amazing to me how ridiculous uh, and stupid people can be when it comes to things of this nature. You would have thought they could have crafted something so that they could have afforded a new stadium and, and made it work. I'm, I'm just frankly amazed that that couldn't get done. I am too. Yeah, I really am, and and I don't I, I don't live out there. I, I frankly I haven't been very closely attached to the situation, so I'm not sure what all what all politics got in the way. What kind of a situation was? I know uh, that the city, you know, within the last week tried to make another pitch, and the league basically said, "Look, we've been trying to work this out for years now. You can't come a week before the meeting and say, well, all of a sudden now we have a plan. It was, it was just too late. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough time to to vet all that and make and to see if it was even plausible." Uh, so by then it was too late. Uh, I also saw that that Oakland was trying to basically prolong this vote as long as they possibly could in order to get maybe yet even another deal in place. So uh, there were efforts being made, but you know it sounds like Raiders owner Mark Davis, whether it was one, two, three years ago, has has made his mind up. Well, it, it made his mind up a long time ago. I mean, he knew that this stadium thing wasn't going to work out, and he began searching for other cities, and it. It turned out that, that Vegas was the uh, most ideal situation for them. How do you think, in your estimation, it'll play in Vegas? Will it be 
sports fans coming in every every weekend for a home game, or do you think that the Valley itself will latch on knowing that they have now an NFL team? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I don't. I mean, I I don't have Las Vegas is a very transient city. We all know that. I don't expect there to be a, a whole lot of local support. I mean, Las Vegas residents aren't suddenly going to become Raiders fans, for example. Uh, but I'm not sure that it needs it. I, I mean, I've had friends text me and say, "Hey, we really got to go to Las Vegas now to go to a Raiders game." <laughs> yeah. As if, as if it as if it wasn't cool to go to Las Vegas before, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it, it's now that Las Vegas has now that Las Vegas is an NFL city. I think you can make the argument that this is like the top destination. If you wanted to travel to an NFL game as a visiting team fan, and not necessarily even as a visiting team fan, just for good to go to an NFL game, you got the airport, the stadium, and the strip, the Las Vegas strip, you know, all within a 15-minute Uber drive of each other. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty ideal scenario, and we all know how much there is to do in Las Vegas. It's a great city to visit, and it's not just about the gambling. It's about the shows. It's about the shopping. The city has become much, much more than gambling, and that, that was part of the appeal for the NFL. So all that said, I mean, you're going to have all these people coming from not all over the country, but all over the world, not only to go to Las Vegas, but now you get to go to an NFL game while you're there. That's a pretty cool thing. So, you know, maybe maybe Raiders players don't love that because half the stadium is cheering for the other team or not for a team at all. Uh, I could see that being an issue. But attendance-wise, I think they'll be fine. Uh, but like I said at the beginning, I don't necessarily expect everyone in that region to, you know, change their NFL alliance or allegiance because, you know, those people are already fans of other teams, and that's not necessarily how it works. So maybe they'll buy some tickets, go to some games, buy a Raiders shirt. Uh, but beyond that, it's, it's probably just going to be a lot of out-of-towners, and, and that's fine. As long as the NFL sells, sells tickets uh, and gets the ratings, that's all they care about. Tad, uh, when you think of Vegas, I think most people's attention goes to one spot, and that is gambling. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> NBA has uh, started to dip their toe into things. We've seen Adam Silver talk about it. The NFL has tried to stay away as much as possible from gambling. Now with this new horizon in Vegas starting in 2019, do you think that we're going to see them maybe kind of jump in step with what we've heard out of the NBA and the possibility of making a push towards legalized sports wagering, not just in Nevada, but across the country? Probably the most interesting, still-to-be-determined aspect of all this because keep in mind, the the league has a rule. uh, It doesn't allow its officials to even visit Las Vegas during the season. And now they're moving a team there. I mean, it's 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 very contradictory. It's kind of crazy. And and further than that, Roger Goodell, the league, has maintained that they're not changing their stance on gambling. Yeah, sure, we have a team in Las Vegas. We still don't think gambling and football go together. It's 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 very contradictory. It's a good question. We can't answer it yet. Uh, we have to see, you know, a couple years down the road what happens. But you're right. I mean, you look at, at leagues all around the world and here domestically. Gambling is being embraced a little more, and there's certainly money to be had there. We know, you know, what the NFL is sniffing out money everywhere it can. So I would expect them to, and this is just my personal opinion, they're going to have to ease up on it a little bit. It it looks too contradictory to have a team in Las Vegas and and continue to maintain this hard stance against gambling. Uh, it just it just doesn't make any sense. It's hypocritical. So. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens within one, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, particularly when the team actually gets to Vegas, uh, what happens at that point? Do they, you know, loosen up on rules like the one I mentioned about officials not being able to visit the city? They're going to have to. It's just a matter of what and when. Always good, man, to catch up with you. Thank you, man. We're going to be in a heavy conversation with you as we get closer to the draft. Thanks, Todd.
Sounds good. Happy to do it, guys. Appreciate See it. Okay, pal. There you go. On the Draft House 50, Hotline Mills, Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. We're almost done. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, according to Mark Morehouse, have you seen this or not? No. Says that Desmond King ran 4.51 in his 40. Okay. Since I was having their pro day right, today. Right. All those guys. So that's according to Mark Ro- uh, Mark Morehouse, who got it from Drew Rosenhaus, who is the agent for Desmond King. So what does that mean to you? 451. Uh, fast enough, I guess. Fast enough? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like he ran 47. Right. Okay. If he ran 47, he'd be in <laughs> yeah. trouble. He'd so be I'm in some trouble. Fast enough for me. Well, you're not drafting uh, no, I'm up not. at the end of April, are you? No. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not drafting him in the first round. You're not? Not, I, I don't think so. This this is something that continues to, Desmond King's a good football player. I, I agree. Desmond I agree King's going to be a good football player in the NFL. Be. Yeah. Maybe not the highest ceiling. Yeah. But there isn't a low floor. He's going to be a good productive player in the league. Mm-hmm. But teams continually, they, they try to hit that home run early. They do. Well, you miss a couple of those, well, mm-hmm. it, it hurts you. It really impacts. When you swing and miss with the first round or second round draft pick and you do that continually, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. He runs 4-5. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah, you? yeah. And, well, and the other question continues to be, is he a safety or is he a cornerback? Right. Or is he a nickel corner? You know, and anymore, a nickel corner is as important as any other position. Well, it is now with the way they throw the football around. You're right, because you're playing three cornerbacks, yeah. all, I mean, a majority of the time. I agree. That's how much the NFL has changed and evolved. So because of that, He'll still be, I think, a second rounder. Yeah, I don't see him dropping from there. No, there's some people that say he's going to drop to the third. I, I, if that happens, I'll be scratching my head. Okay, dude's a football player. I, I thought he was too. Yeah, I thought he was uh, the season before, and I thought he was this year. Too. Is he going to be a Pro Bowler? Eh, probably not. But he's a guy that you can plug and play for a long time. Yeah, there that's you go. what you're going to get. All right, we are done for the day, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow. Marty and Miller are next. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at RelaxDes Moines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. 
Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Attention golfers, we've got a sweet deal for you. The 2017 Clubhouse card will be on sale Monday, April 3rd. It's your chance to play golf at some great local courses for nearly half off. That's right, golfers, nearly half off. The 2017 Clubhouse card, 18 holes and a card so you can practice up for your own major. Golf season officially starts soon in Augusta, and so will the Clubhouse card. But they will go fast, so get yours before they're gone. Starting Monday, April 3rd at 9 a.m. at 1700kbgg.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. Anytime Fitness, Prairie Trail, Compassion Builders International, Des Moines Mobile Wash Incorporated, Financial Architects Incorporated, Aaron Plaskus, Gillum Group Real Estate, Great Caterers of Iowa Incorporated, The Rib Shack, I Iowa Mail Contractors, LLC, iThrive31, LLC, The Original Pancake House, Pansy Real Estate Team, Patrice Noble, Porch Light Coffee House, Remax Precision, Rialanas of Des Moines, Stone Age Granite, TMJ Roofing Services, Travis Coburn Photography, Tough Shed, TYH Humanitarian Foundation, Christine L. Werman. The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at ankeny.org. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. At Lowe's, we know that pros need to be ready. Ready to frame, ready to drill, ready to hang and install. And during the Ready to Refresh event, Lowe's has everything a pro needs for less. Now through April 2nd at Lowe's, pro customers can save up to 15% on select in-stock Reliabilt, Masonite, and Geldwin doors. Plus save 10 to 15% on select quick set products like deadbolts and smart key handle sets. See Lowe'sforpros.com or the Pro Desk for details. Door offer valid online only. Selection varies by location, U.S. only. If there's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know, it's part. Advanced Auto Parts and Batteries, this is Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. I'm on your website, and it says I can buy online and then pick up in-store? Yes. And how long does that usually take? 30 minutes or less. I need a battery for my 2013 Ford Escape. Our Autocraft Gold, it's got a three-year warranty. Man, you really know your stuff. I'm 33. Am I too young for a cardigan? Too young for a cardigan. <laughs> Advanced Auto Parts. We know My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. (laughs) That's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.